The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Maybe from the 1970s, when the Los Angeles Rams was known as the Prison Forsum because of that defensive line. Or maybe you were in the city of St. Louis, the gateway to the Midwest, where the greatest show on turf brought home the first ever Super Bowl championship. Or maybe you in the here and now, with the Rams back in LA, winners of Super Bowl 56. You can rock Eric Dickinson. You can rock Marshall, Fowl, Isaac, Bruce, and Kurt Warner. Or maybe you rocking Cooper Cup, Aaron Donnay, Matthew Stafford. It doesn't matter. But when it comes to this, it's all about the Los Angeles Rams. Horns up, Rams house. Time to talk Rams football. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ramley Talk on this Thursday. Before you get ready, your Detroit Lions and Green Bay Packers live on Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. I am here to talk Rams football. As you already know, the playmaker down in Silent Hill representing Rams Nation. And, uh, man, Monday night was something frustrating for the Rams fans across the country. And the reason why I know that because they uh, they voiced their frustrations with me on social media. So I have to recap what took place in the jungle on Monday Night Football. Then we're going to preview week four when our boys head to Indianapolis to take on the AFC South leading Indianapolis Colts for a chance to be 2-2 two and two going into week five. Nevertheless, those of you who are watching on YouTube, Facebook, X, or LinkedIn, thank you for joining me today. I may have a guest. Come aboard to preview the said week four game in Indianapolis. So, without further ado, I'm not going to waste too much of your time because it is Thursday. It is Thursday night football tonight. So, we're going to go ahead. We're going to get right into it. So, let's go ahead and uh, get started. Monday night football, Cincinnati, Ohio, where the Los Angeles Rams were looking to bounce back after a loss to the San Francisco 49ers in our home opener. Against a struggling, and I do mean struggling, Cincinnati Bengals with their quarterback, Joe Burrow, limping his way into this game with a calf injury. How would the Rams respond? Quite simple. You would think so by doing the simple things of running the ball, playing good defense, making Joe Burrow do more than what he should do on an injured calf. That didn't happen. This is what happened. A 19-16 lose to the Cincinnati Bengals. And you see the process in red, ladies and gentlemen. 
That's right. We get the field goal in the first quarter. We get the field goal in the second quarter. We get the field goal in the third quarter. Just kicking field goals. Field goals don't win you games in the NFL. Touchdown win you games in the NFL. But we kicking field goals. First quarter, three nothing rounds. Then all of a sudden, six, six second quarter. Bengals take the lead and they score a touchdown. We didn't score a touchdown until the fourth quarter, and by then it was too late. Very too late in the game to score a freaking touchdown. And it just baffled me, like, it really baffled me, like, oh, man. It, it was something I couldn't, I couldn't, it was very uh, ridiculous. So, it's just, I don't know. It's just uninspiring things. But let me break it down for you some more. As you can see here, we had Matthew Stafford, 18 for 33, 260, 269 touchdowns and two interceptions. One of which wasn't his fault. Yet again, for a second week in a row, he passes the ball to Karrion Williams. It goes off his hands. And then to Logan Wilson, who had actually he had both picks, by the way, Logan Wilson for the, the linebacker for the Cincinnati Bengals. But that's not my issue. You see the running back, you see, you see, you see this box right here where it says Los Angeles Rams running back. You go to the end of it, you see this blue box. Ladies and gentlemen, that is 13 carries for 71 yards. By the way. Subtract one because one of them was a Matthew Stafford run scramble, should I say, for seven yards when he was sitting back. He didn't find nobody and he ran and got a first down. So you take that away from Matthew Stafford. 12 carries. 12. 12 carries for 64 yards. That's what the Rams did on the ground. You can take away that, that scramble from Matthew Stafford. Because it was it was a design play pass, but he decided to tuck it in and run. So if I do some math, 12 carries, right? So we got 64 yards on 12 carries. 64 yards on 12 carries. That is 5.3 yards per average on carries. But you only call 12 of them. This don't make no sense to me, man. Why is you calling only 12, 12 running plays, Sean McVay? Why? When you see the running game is working, you're averaging five yards a carry. You run the ball. You handle business. And you keep the drives going. But no. He wants to call 33 passing plays, the 13 rushes, and we just sit here and, I mean, Ram Nation is sick of it. We are sick of it because we know we got a running game here. We have a running game. You find different. You did it in the round with Tutu Atwood. It got you 22 yards. Well, could have got to a touchdown, but a freaking hit was out of bounds, so we didn't get the touchdown. Run the ball. Look at Cincinnati. Hey, Joe Burrow threw 49 times, but they did run the ball 13 times. They ran the ball 10 more times than we did. They ran the ball 23 times. 10 more times than we did. And they the ones who came up victorious and not us. Nothing. The, the simple fact that Jamar Chase had 12 catches for 141 yards and it wasn't even significant says a lot to how the Rams let the Bengals off the hook. They number one receiver at 12 catches for 141 yards 
And it didn't even feel like it. It did not feel like Jamar Chase was taking over the game. It didn't feel like Cincinnati was taking over the game. You know why? Because the Rams was taking over the game. But for some reason, we're kicking field goals here in the first quarter. We're kicking field goals in the second quarter. We're kicking field goals in the third quarter. And then we finally want to score a touchdown when it's too late in the fourth quarter. Trust me, Ram Nation let me know. They is not pleased with the game plan that Sean McVay came up with on Monday night. That should have been a W, but it turned into an L. But it turned to an L. You know what? I got somebody to bring in. So, ladies and gentlemen, who I'm bringing in right now is the man of Snowman in the morning, who I join on Mondays and Tuesdays during the football season. Enjoyed a great time being on there. This past Monday, this past Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Brian Snow. How you doing, sir? What's up, playmaker? Good evening to you. How are you, good my evening. friend? I'm good. <laughs> Sounds like you're at your best already. Well, when well, you said you said two key words on Monday, and I'll never forget them. Play calling. You said it best. Play calling. You, you see, you you see the numbers. Oh yeah, I do. I do indeed. Thir- thirteen thir- rushes for seventy-one yards. It's not even thirteen; it's actually twelve. Because Matthew Stafford ran, happened to scramble out of one of the passing plays. Mm-hmm. So it's really twelve. Mm-hmm. Twelve. And Will's averaging more yards than the Bengals. Yep. But the Bengals decided to go for twenty-three rushes. Mm-hmm. It don't make no sense to me. Doesn't. And you had four less rushing yards. You had four less rushing yards, 71 for the Rams, 67 for the Bengals. And yet, and I'll, I'll repeat something you just said. Jamar Chase had 12 receptions for 141 yards, and it was the quietest 141 yards you will ever see. Jamar Chase, one of the best in the NFL, 12 receptions, 141 yards. You'd think everybody would be ballyhooing about that, but it was a quiet 12 catches. It was a quiet 141 yards. That's crazy. Oh, I got more stats. You, I got more. Oh, there's more. Look, 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 look at this third down. Third down. One for 11. <laughs> One for 11. One for 11. Look at the, t- the Bengals had one more drive than us. Mm-hmm. But they had 22 more plays than us. Mm-hmm. Does that does that math add up? One more drive to twenty two plays. Does that math add up? No. What else doesn't add up is the fact that you guys were one for four in the red zone. One for four. Kicking red, kicking field goals. Mm-hmm. You can't leave points on the table like that against a wounded team like Cincinnati. And believe me, Cincinnati is quite wounded. Now all you've done is give them confidence after they laid an egg in Cleveland, and they just happened to escape from you guys this past Monday night. Oh, do you 0-3 with a injured quarterback for Cincinnati? Do you know what that would have did to them? Oh, I know. The flame would have been higher than a Texas A&M bonfire against Texas. Trust me. I know this. We average more yards per play than them. Mm-hmm. We yep. ran the ball better than them. Oh, yeah. We had less penalties in them. Mm-hmm. All the categories you need checked out to win a game, and you still lose. 
Well, those two turnovers kind of equalized that, those two interceptions. And something and you even, said. Even with the two interceptions, we were still in control of the game. And, and you said something about, uh, about Matthew Stafford, and you said it often, even if you don't play the 49ers, it's something to the tune of Matthew Stafford in a big game will turn the ball over. He turned the ball over twice on Monday night. And I'll say it again, against a wounded Cincinnati Bengal club. There's no way you'll be able to win going one for 11 on third downs. One for 11. Ram Nation, you want to know why Matthew Stafford got sat six times for 48 yards? We ran the ball, but we want to read the ball 12 times. Mm Mm-hmm. They need to say him, they'll say so. They're just going to be a passing game. Okay. Hey, boys, pin your ears back. Go get them. And guess who was going to get him? Trey Henderson. Trey Henderson. Kept whooping our rookie offensive tackle. Well, mm-hmm. I say backup offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean McVay, hello. They didn't even give him a chance. Run the ball. The, the Rams' offense wasn't even given a chance. It's like they they had early they had early failure in the run game against Cincinnati, and they said we're just going to abandon the running game. A wounded Joe Burrow gets sacked twice. A mm-hmm. wounded Joe Burrow, and he's still he's wounded because they ran the ball twenty three times. Mm-hmm. They gave the ball to Joe Mixon nineteen times, and he broke one for a touchdown, which is this that fourteen yard long run. That's trust. You may not see the numbers, but that's just plain trust. And to me, that's one of the biggest differences in in the two teams on Monday. The Bengals trusted their running game. The Rams did not. This is why we're sitting at one and two right now. Okay? Mm-hmm. Exactly why. So we're going to take a break because I know Snowman, he's getting ready for, for Thursday Night Football like everybody else is. But he's here. To I am you this game with me. So we're gonna take a break when we come back. We are going to talk week four as the Rams go on another road trip to the Midwest. Now we got to face off with the Colts. Who would be a quarterback for the Colts? Is a question we'll find out Sunday. But Snowman's gonna try to give us any type of update there is in that situation. We'll be mm-hmm. The Playmakers Blog is sponsored by Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, mountains of entertainment. So much, so much to stream from shows and movies you can only catch here on Paramount Plus. Whether it be from CBS, BET, Comedy Central, Liquid Loading, and so much more. The new home of Showtime. Watch Showtime original series, movies, and sports when you sign up for Paramount Plus with Showtime. Catch exclusive originals from Paramount Plus such as Star Trek, Strange Wars, The Family Stallones, Halo, and so much more. You also can stream live sports like NFL on CBS, the UEFA Champions League, the Masters, and the SEC on CBS. Paramount Plus, you can stream up to three devices when you create an account. So Paramount Plus, plan starts at $5.99. If you hit that link below, you can get a free trial. Paramount Plus, mountains of entertainment. 
Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Remedy Talk. As you can hear, Paramount Plus, one of the leading sponsors for Remedy Talk and the Playmakers of All, along with Fanatics and Liz. So, we don't, I don't recap Monday night. I'm going to try to move on because that was not what I was <laughs> seen on Monday night. And look, I'm going to be snowman. It's not the fact that we lost. It's right. That's how we lost. Yes. Now, yes, if yes. we were doing what we were doing in Joe Burrow, show that, hey, you know what? I might be hurt, but hey, I'm going out here. I'm going to be what I need to be for my team, and they end up winning. Cool. Yes. Joe Burrow just wasn't going to go down. Mm hmm. But we mm -hmm. let them off the hook. It's my problem. Big time. Big time. Now, a team that we can't let off the hook because uh, they did a surprise. Week four, Rams traveled to Indianapolis to take on the Copes. And, uh, whew, uh they, they shot some people last week because uh, this is what we had. This was my breakdown of the Cubs going into the season. You know, mm -hmm. you know, John Taylor, he's no longer holding up, but he's on the public, so he will be missing this game. Yeah, we'll see if he'll be back for week five. You're a Colts fan, uh, Anthony Richardson. There's questions around it. We'll get to that when I get to the actual game, but that was my breakdown. However, Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, the Indianapolis Colts went to MMT Bank Stadium. And shot mm -hmm. the Baltimore Ravens in overtime. Mm -hmm. 22 to 19. As you can see here, Gardner Mishu, who got the start, Anthony Richardson was in concussion protocol. 27 for 44, 227 yards passing and one touchdown. Zach Moss. This, if that name doesn't sound familiar, Buffalo. 30 carries, 122 yards. Even the coach ran the ball. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Gosh. This is without Jonathan Taylor, by the way. And remember the Colts were shut out at the end of the first quarter, seven nothing, and led at led at the half ten to seven, forcing two Raven turnovers. And they led thirteen to seven before the Ravens grabbed the lead. And then that nutty fourth quarter in overtime happened. Ladies and gentlemen, one one you want a reason why the Ravens lost the game? Oh, Lamar Jackson, twenty two for thirty one, two hundred and two yards. Leading rush, Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. 14 carries, over 100 yards rushing, and two touchdowns. Yep. Um, I thought we was going to see a different type of Ravens offense. Apparently not. No. No, you're not. Because the, the question not. was, Lamar Jackson was not going to be the leading rusher no more. He was going to be focusing more on passing. Yeah. Wait. It, it was supposed to be a non-Greg Roman-led offense, and yet we're seeing the same thing if as if Greg Roman was still the coach. Oh, yeah. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to connect this to the Rams. You know why? Because uh, there's a former Ram by the name of Matt Gay. Mm-hmm. Matt Gay, 31-yard field goal. Matt Gay, 54-yard field goal. Matt Gay, 53-yard field goal. Matt Gay, 53-yard field goal. And in overtime, Matt Gay, 53-yard field goal. This man kicked four field goals from 50-plus yards. They made all of them. Mm-hmm. He went five for five. This man accounted for 16 of the Colts' 22 points. Yep. And he's a former Ram. <laughs> There's, I, Ram, I know some of y'all are probably cussing right now because Matt Gay's out here doing this for the Colts. He's supposed to be doing <laughs> this for us. <laughs> so, guess what? Now we know, even if we get some stops against the Colts, Around the forty yard line. Hey, they got Mac. Hey, they can kick it. Mm -hmm. They got a steal from us because we didn't want to bring Mac back. What was we thinking? 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. Here's all the statistics going into week four. The Rams are ninth in offense, surprisingly. And yes, I looked in different multiple sources on this one. So I yep. this this is the NFL one, but I wanted to confirm with other sources with, with NFL hack. This is all the correct. As you should. We are ninth in offense, seventh in defense, mm-hmm. fourth in passing it. 26 in rushing. And yet, I don't need to say anymore. <laughs> the Colts are 19th in offense, 25th in defense, 16th in passing, and 12th in rushing. Mm-hmm. And this could be the rushing attack that can keep the Colts in the game because for some reason we don't want to run the ball. We don't want to yeah. run the ball. I don't yeah. know why. Flip side, here's what here's here's some numbers for you. We 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 average 387 yards a game to the Colts, 335 yards a game. Passing and running, look at it different. We're talking 303 yards for the Rams to 84. Mm-hmm. Can we get that up 16 more yards, please? That's 16 more. If you can average that 16 more yards, we'll, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. But for some reason, <laughs> rushing the game ain't going to cut it. No. God. It's not. Oh. It's not. Passing yards, 225. 110 rushing. Mm-hmm. The defense, we know we got the defense. Surprised yeah. by being us, us being so young, but the defense is playing good. Raheem Morris is no way Raheem Morris is putting his players in proper positions. Mm-hmm. So we give up less than 200 yards passing. We give up less than 200. In an NFL where passing is keen, we give up less than 200. Yeah. Outside of the 49ers, who is no man's a fan of. <laughs> and what? Probably what the Philadelphia Eagles. Probably the Eagles. What other what other team you know was gonna give up less than two hundred yards passing? Those are the only two I can think of. And we give up barely a hundred yards rest. Barely. Mm-hmm. As for the Colts, two hundred and seventy-five yards. They give up during near three hundred yards passing. Yep. Yep. So yeah. Master Styler could go for three hundred yards yet again if he wants to. Mm-hmm. And they give up 114 yards. They give up 114 yards, McVay. <laughs> I don't know how much I got to beat this in the head. He gives up 114 yards rushing. The Colts defense. They don't defend the run either. Use it. <laughs> Just use it. Now, Snowman. Yes, sir. News on the quarterback situation up there in Indianapolis. Well, from the looks of it, Anthony Richardson uh, practiced in full today. He is scheduled to practice in full tomorrow. And if all goes well tomorrow, and if uh, Matt Taylor, my good buddy, who's the voice of the Colts, confirmed, uh, Anthony Richardson will start on Sunday. So he will start on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. All right, my <laughs> man, you're, you're the guest on the show. Go ahead and break this game down for me. And uh, shout out to... Rising Rhino, thank you. So, Colts win easily. Wow. You know, I am not saying this just because I'm being a homer. I am saying this because of what I've seen from the three games of the Indianapolis Colts. The Rams are in trouble. They may have more yard. They may have more average yards 
statistically. And that will always be true with a Matthew Stafford-led offense. Hello, Detroit. But there are two advantages that I give the Colts. One, offensively, they can run the football. Zach Moss has been a godsend for the Indianapolis Colts. And two, because you have that advantage offensively against the Rams, you can do, and, and if they studied the film, which I fully trust that they did, you can do what Cincinnati did. Pin your ears back and come after them. And plus, there are two names you need to look for. Darius Leonard being one and uh, DeForest Buckner being the other. DeForest Buckner already owns a defensive score. That, of course, came in week one against the Jaguars. The front four for the Indianapolis Colts is going to be gruesome in front of the Rams. And the front five of the Colts, and I'm talking about their offensive line, can raise some hell. If they get the right mindset and they're at home, the last time these two teams played was two years ago, and after the Colts took a late lead on a field goal, leaving, leaving four points on the field, the Rams came back and won the game with less than a minute to go, and they won that game 27-24. I'll give you three keys uh, to the game. Number one, touchdowns, not field goals. That should be the Colts' goal right now. You got away with it on Sunday, or the, you got away with it this past Sunday in Baltimore as Matt Gay uh, kicked four 50-yard field goals, five field goals in all. Number two, you got to run the ball, period, point blank, end of story. You had some success against that Baltimore front. The Rams can be had rushing-wise. If you run up the middle against that Ram defense, Christian McCaffrey, hello, then the Rams can be had. The Rams can absolutely be had. And three, and I know Playmaker is going to hate me for saying this, but you have to make Matt Stafford throw the football. You cannot allow the Rams, who have a pretty decent running game, you can't allow the Rams to run the football. And Moss broke 100 yards for the Colts last week against Baltimore, supposedly one of the best defenses in the National Football League. And Zach Moss, a virtual unknown, broke 130 yards against the Baltimore Ravens. And this was on the road. This was on the road in Baltimore. Sean McVay needs to run the football. He absolutely needs to run the football. Here's the problem, and I know Playmaker's going to hate me saying this, and I know a lot of Ram fans are going to hate me for saying this, but I prefer to speak you the truth and shame the devil. Sean McVay is scared to run the football on a consistent basis. Look at the stats, look at the stats last week. Look at these stats last week. They only ran the ball 13 times. 13, and this is after they traded Cam Akers to the Minnesota Vikings. This is after they traded their um, productive running back in Cam Akers to the Minnesota Vikings. I got to say this. And a Pizzle's in the house. Thank you, A Pizzle. What's up, Pizzle? Look, this is not a game we need to play with. As Rising mm -hmm. Rhino says, Rams receivers are banged up. Offensive line is shot. Not quite yet. 
we do have an injury, but it's day to day. He might miss this Sunday, but mm-hmm. we should be straight on the offensive line wise. Yes, the Colts have a defensive front led by DeForest Buckner, who happened to be a former 49er, by the way. Yep, former 49er. But the Colts can't dominate the trenches, as you may think. If you didn't listen earlier, the Rams only give up barely 100 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon Joe only had 64 yards rushing on Monday night. Mm-hmm. That was on 19 carries. Yeah, true. Very true. Aaron Donald in that front, they know how to run stop. No the argument. problem is when your offensive coordinator slash head coach don't run the ball on his side, you give the other team more chances. And one of those chances is going to come up aces for that team. Mm-hmm. And which Joe missing 14 yards out, touchdown. Bengals take the lead for the first time mm-hmm. in the third quarter. Yep, that came in the third period. And that's so, when... That's when the Bengals made their adjustment against that Rams front because the Rams front held the Bengals to only field goals. So, yes, Zach Moss having 130 yards last week. Yeah, that's good. That's not going to be so easy this this Sunday. Mm -mm. Raheem Moore is going to look at the film from that Baltimore game and say, what did the coach did right? What do we need to focus on? First, we got to find out who's going to be a quarterback. And right now, it sounds like Anthony Rich is going to be a quarterback. So that's another yeah. problem. That's another problem within itself. <laughs> Anthony Richardson. And trust me, I'm a former, I'm a Gator fan, so I know mm-hmm. what a problem Anthony Richardson is going to be. Six feet four and two hundred fifty-five pounds of speed and muscle. And I wasn't. You, listen, I have to make an admission here, and I've already made it on my morning show. I was not too pleased or convinced about Anthony Richardson the night the Colts drafted him. He has proven me wrong. And I hope he continues to prove me wrong. So as I said, tomorrow afternoon, I plan to talk to uh, uh, Matt Taylor. Uh, Y'all will see that conversation on my my YouTube channel. But if Anthony Richardson starts, you have a triple threat now from the quarterback position who can also run the ball. Now, here's the the downfall with the Colts, though. Because this is where I this is where I do my NFL analysis. At. And I see, can they? I mean, you ask you asking valid questions, Rising Runner. You asking valid questions, but here's the thing: the Colts don't have that number one receiver. No, they don't. Michael Pittman Jr. has not been the number one receiver that people expected him to be. They don't have that a number one receiver because he's now a Cowboy, T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. was at a number one for years, and the Colts let him go. So, can Anthony Richardson be patient enough? Because that's one of his um, that's one of his other problems. He's not patient enough. True. Can he be patient enough to let these receive these? I'm gonna say unknown receivers because they're not really known in the NFL. Mm-hmm. When you look at the Colts, you don't think passing. You think running with Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. That is their best player. Mm-hmm. Can Michael Pittman rise to an occasion where he may get some of these same looks that Jamar Chase got on True. Monday night? 
Can he convert mm-hmm. those like Jamar Chase did and make it to where, okay, we will we will methodically march down the field and we're going to get points on every drive we can. There's but, a couple of names I'm going to throw at you. Okay. Who could really make a case for the Colts. And I know one of them, Matt Taylor, has been singing his praises since he uh, since he's joined the team. That's Alec Pierce. One of those unknown, one of the unknown receivers who could, who uh, came up with some big, who has come up with some big, big catches in the in his time with the with the Colts. Former UCF uh, Knight uh, Brashad Perriman is uh, with the Colts. His eight in his uh, eighth year. Uh, we already talked about Michael Pittman Jr. Ju- uh, Pittman needs to become that number one receiver. But here's the trick with the Colts. Since 2018, they really don't rely on their receivers. And I'm not saying that as a knock against the Colts offense. They rely more on their tight ends. Gotcha. They rely more on their tight ends. And there's a fellow by the name of Mo Alley Cox out of VCU who has made some incredible catches, but he is also a damn good blocker. Let me ask you a question. Because I, I don't think you follow the Rams a lot. We thrive on running quarterbacks. Oh, I know. As Russell Wilson. As Snowman Tucker. He's a 49er fan at heart. Yep. Colin Kaepernick struggled mm-hmm. against the Rams. Man, Colin Kaepernick went one and four against the Rams in his time with uh I take that back. He went two and eight in his time with the 49ers. And Kaepernick was an RPO type RPO type quarterback. We thrive on running quarterbacks. The- Mm-hmm. Here's the difference with, I believe, Anthony Richardson as compared to Russell Wilson and Colin Kaepernick and those guys. I don't think Richardson's going to lean on the run as much as the Rams want him to. But you also bring up a good point, playmaker. Patience is going to be the key for Anthony Richardson. And if that Rams pressure gets home and forces Richardson to make some mistakes, it's going to be a long afternoon for the Colts. So I love, I love the chat bringing up good points. You know, Snowman, he knows his football. He got more football knowledge than I do. Okay. He's doing this longer <laughs> than I have. All right. You're most kind. <laughs> so I am not crazy when I, when I do stuff like this. So, Hey, mm-hmm. thank you, Dan. Levy. Dan thank Levy. You. Thank you for one tuning in. Good, one of my good friends. But in all in all, as I get ready to close up, shot because Snowman got to get ready for Thursday night football. Yeah, Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. Oh, field. Thank you, I'm John. Sti- for I'm gonna I'm stick with my preseason pick. We be, be going to Indianapolis. We come out victorious. Okay. Mm-hmm. Long as Sean McVay knows, stop playing around with the play calling, and does what he <laughs> need to do. <laughs> <laughs> we will be what I projected us to be yet after two four two. after four weeks. Mm-hmm. Two and two. So Sean McVay, here's the here's the problem with that. I'll leave you with this. There's one problem with that equation. Yes, the Rams can stop the run. Yes, the Rams can stop a running quarterback. But this is a different Colts team under Shane Steichen who can really mix it up well. If you look at the last two games, 
against Houston and against Baltimore. He really mixed it up well, and he leaned on the run throughout the game. This is a pick'em. Uh, let's go to our odds. This is a pick'em game, and I'll provide these odds by BetUS.com. And not just because it's my beautiful wife's team. I love you, Jody. But I like what I see with these. I like what I see with these Colts. So, as uh, my beauty walks in right now, she will love my next sentence. The answer here is as follows: the Indianapolis Colts, and I think they win going away. <laughs> I'm saying this. <laughs> we had a bad game, and it was our fault. We bounced back. We beat the Colts. We go two and two through four weeks, like I predicted, and we get ready for week five, which is something I'm not looking forward to. But that's week five. That's week five. <laughs> Thank you, Snowman, for joining me tonight. I appreciate you. I love you, partner. Thanks for catch having him, me. Catch him tonight on Snowman Multimedia as he will be live calling the Detroit Lions and Green Bay Packers for Thursday Night Football. Hope y'all enjoy that one. And then you can catch him tomorrow morning. Snowman in the morning. YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook. Everywhere you can catch Ramon Tucker, you can catch him at Snowman in the morning with Cole Johnson. 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Monday through Fridays. And don't catch him in all his live call games because that man calls some great games, either football or baseball. He can love how to call them. So thank you. Thank, thank you. So you, so you have a great night. You have a great call tonight. I appreciate you. Thank you, partner. That is, that is it for Ramley Talk on this edition. Sean McVay, handle business, please. Let's get the two and two because we got a big one in week five at home to begin a three-game homestand. So let's handle business, do what we got to do. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Playmaker down in Southern signing out. I will catch y'all next week. Thank you for tuning in to Ramley Talk. Ramley Talk is sponsored by Fanatics, Liz, and Paramount+. Plus. Get your favorite sports appeal with Fanatics or Lids and get great streaming service with Paramount+. Plus. If you want to donate to the program, you can donate to us via Cash App. Dollar sign D Playmakers. That is again, dollar sign D Playmakers. And remember, you can follow and subscribe to Ramley Talk on all podcast directories, including Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube. And those of you who are on Apple, leave us a great review. Leave comments on how you feel about Ramley Talk in the episode that you're listening to. Tune in again next time for more Ramley Talk hosted by the Playmaker. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.